I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. I don't know what episode this is. It's been so long, though. <laughs> but I'm sure you will see that in the title of it, so we'll be fine. But all that matters is we're back, y'all. We are. We've had a... Listen, listen to my rich <laughs> vocal timber. I'm finally back. We've had a bit of this microphone. Wow. A, that was very visual. A bit of uh, a break because uh, Jordan had no voice for two weeks. I was dying. And he was dying. And I thought, you know what? I really like doing this podcast with Jordan specifically. I, I wouldn't want to bring anyone else in. So I better make sure he doesn't die and tell him that he needs to stay in bed and rest. I don't know that I stood in bed and rest. Rested, but I just didn't speak. Anyway. Well, that was, that was kind of resting. We'll get to that in a minute. But going back, listening to old episodes, the preamble is so fucking long. So it let's get through this long. really quick. If you want to listen to this program, anywhere you get your audio content. Lives on SoundCloud, but just give us a search on whatever you use. We're probably going to be there. Google us. Um, it brought to you every week by your mans, because the preamble will never be too long to exclude. Chauncey Frostelicus III. The Geek Down Internet Elf, bringing you... Hot, piping fresh episodes every week. Except, you know, when we have to take a break. Some of you would have known we were on a break because you follow us on Twitter. Get up off Twitter. Where updates, little videos, illustrating how terrible my voice had been ravaged. Yep. We're sitting. If you were on Facebook, which is at... www.facebook.com forward slash... Geek Down Pod. You wouldn't have known anything because we forgot to post anything. Yeah. You know what? Apparently it doesn't fucking matter. No. Because not a peep from any of y'all on Facebook. Didn't care. You want to know why? Hmm. Because only our parents are on there. Are we sure about that? What do you mean? We sure about that? Sure about what? Where Jacqueline at? I think she's on Twitter. She's on Twitter? Yeah. All right. I feel like she's in the know. Like I say, I was disappointed, but... You were disappointed. I was disappointed. You want to hear from Jacqueline. I thought if anyone was going to ask... Jacqueline or Kayim. Kayim's on Facebook. Is Kaim is on Twitter? I don't know. I don't know what Kaim's on. Anyway, moving along, if you would like to support this endeavor financially so I can buy medication for my ravaged throat yep. when I need to, or so I can buy snacks when we have to do like 15 episodes in an afternoon. Right, because I'm going on vacation. We'll get to that. A couple ways you can do that. Patreon.com slash GeekdownPod or buy us a coffee. Kofi, cafe, kifi. One of those. We'll take anything. Dot com. Three bucks. Best tweet I saw around the start of the month. Yeah, it's like here's a, here's a funny April Fool's joke. <laughs> go to the co- go to the Kofi of someone you love, and just buy him like five coffees, ten coffees, thirty coffees. That's ridiculous. Who goes to a coffee shop and buys that many coffees? Oh, what an April Fool's prank! <laughs> yeah, we would have loved that. We would have loved that. You can buy us five coffees. That's silly. Do it. Also, throat medication is expensive. You don't have insurance. Trying to go to Japan, y'all. Just think of how many amazing episodes you'll get in 2020 if we're still doing this and I've actually gone to Japan. Oh, we'll still be doing this. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate how quick and can't leave stern me. you are. You can't bring me to perfume. <laughs> Introduce me to perfume concert amazingness and then just leave. 
We will get to that in a moment. I believe that is all the preamble. Correct. I think, so. I think that's everything. Well, let's get into it. So I we're going to do this perhaps a little differently because there was just so much. There's so much. When you guys... When you take like three weeks off unintentionally... There's just like... It just builds up. So I there's just there was just so much things we had done individually, together, yeah. things we watched, things we listened to that like... I just sent Caitlin a list and I was like, here's the ongoing list of all the shit <laughs> I have been into during this, during this unplanned hiatus. So, Caitlin has a – let's start with this, perhaps, for okay. the reason we have to do this, because we're double banking episodes today. Yes. Because Caitlin McKinnon is going on vacation. I am. Toot, toot. <laughs> the toot, toot didn't seem to merit air horn, but I mean, <laughs> I don't have anything less emphatic, well, I mean, less emphatic can, than an than air horn. You can do an air horn. That'd be wow. fine. Wow. 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 Where are you going to vacation? Um. We're going on a road trip, but we're going to South Carolina, which seems like a weird choice. South Carolina? Yeah. Is that where Myrtle Beach is? It is. We're we're south of Myrtle Beach. Are you going to Myrtle Beach? We are not going to Myrtle Beach. We're going south of Myrtle Beach. I don't remember what it's called. But... But you're not going to North Carolina? No. So there will be no opportunity for you to raise up, take your shirt off, twist it around your head, and spin it like a helicopter? Wrong, because we are going on a road trip. Road trip. Mm. Are you going to go to North Carolina, Caitlin? Yes. Oh, my God. We are. Not only that, we're going through Virginia and West Virginia. We're going over some fancy mountains that are in some song that white people really like. Country home, take me home. Country road, take me home. West Virginia. <laughs> so I haven't heard Petey Pablo. Mount, I haven't heard Petey Pablo in like five years. So you're just really, taking it in. Just you're really, soak, soaking, really it soaking it in. in. Y'all get back and listen to like regional 2000s hip hop. Oh, back when it was good. Or on that song about West Virginia. Anyways, uh, so we're going through there, so I can see the Blue Ridge Mountains, um, like. When the sun is coming up, and apparently it's beautiful and amazing and magnificent. Okay. And then we're going, and we're going to, like, stop and, like, see, like, the largest ball of twine and shit like that. Because... Um, why, why would you not? This is this is what I love about, about vacations. I don't want to, like, go places that are fancy. I want to see, like, the biggest toe and eat some pie. Wow. So, yeah. But, and then on the way back... Do you have more to say about the biggest toe? Well, I haven't seen it yet. You're confident it will be impressive, then? Huh. I'm, I don't even know if it's out there, but I it, it, something will be out there. <laughs> biggest hoe, biggest, like, chair that people can sit in and take fun pictures in. This is what I love. Um, and then on the way back... Oversized roadside attractions? Absolutely. How often have you been to the Giant Apple? I've never been to the Giant Apple. Where what? Where's the Giant Apple? It's, like, off the 401. It's, like, when I lived in Kingston, between, it's between Kingston and, uh, and Toronto. I have a friend who worked at it, and she refuses to, like, talk about her time there. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably some sort of, like, dark vortex by the giant apple. Colborn. Like, it's in Colborn. Colborn. Okay. It probably, like, eats souls whole or something. People <laughs> never return from seeing the giant apple. Um, anyway, this is what I love about vacations. I've never really been on a road trip. Well, I've been on one road trip. It was great. Um, but we didn't make that many stops. We're going to make a bunch of stops. On the way back, we're going to go through North Carolina, do the shirt thing. <laughs> um, raise up. Raise up. Uh, like the white people we are. 
um, you know, don't want to cause a ruckus. And we're going to Washington, D.C. We're going to go to the mall. We're going to go to the Smithsonian. This is also what I love is museums. Um, <clears throat> and we're going to make our way home. See that real America. Yeah. She's going to come back with a MAGA hat and just... Oh, no, I will not. But I have been warned not to say anything about it. About Trump. About what I think or feel. Because I will get shot. Probably in the face. South of NY? Yes, probably. Anywhere south of NY? Probably just best to leave that off the table. Yeah, yeah. So, as much as I'll want to, I know, advocate for orphans or something. It's just a bad idea. (laughs) So... That is why we just have basically a list of topics, yeah. some of which may not be topical, that will come up over the course of the next two episodes. Yeah, but we know you're all working and busy, and you don't know either, so it's fine. You, you don't know. Well, some of you might. Some of you might. You just keep quiet. So, Katie Mack. Yeah. You're driving the boat. Okay. What's the first topic? I wouldn't let me drive the boat, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I hate boats. Uh, the first topic, which everyone is going to be dying to hear about. Is me- medieval times, motherfucker. Oh my, my God. <laughs> I didn't have a chance. <laughs> I did not have a chance to talk about medieval times. It feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. So, my man pops his birthday a while back. His wife organizes this this jaunt. First of all, she listed a few things. Right. A few options. I may have told this when it initially came up, but she listed a few things like maybe archery tag or maybe an escape room or maybe medieval times. And I was low-key right. like, I'm, I'm fine with whatever. Please come medieval. Because uh, I've never been right. to Medieval Times. Which is insane, but anyways. I have now been to Medieval Times. Yes. And that is it. That's all you that's, have to say. That's, if you ever go to Medieval Times twice, yeah, and you're not 11, like, I don't... Hey! Have you I been... Am... How many times have you been to Medieval Times? Like, three. It's very expensive. For yourself, or for, like... Um, uh, no, not for myself. I don't think I, I think all my friends are too poor. I don't think I could like get them together to come. I don't know what kind of magic Groupon (laughs) Pops' wife pulled because I was low key like, I thought the like money I put up was for like an upgrade and then I was like looking to get the address or something and like saw the prices and I was like, yo, there's no way. But apparently, apparently it was. So I mean, shouts to Pops' wife. I would draw your attention to. The bookshelf over there. Yes. Hanging off the bookshelf, you may see my uh, VIP oh, Medieval Times lanyard. Nice. I've never done VIP Medieval Times. Wow. I love eating food with my hands. So yeah. <laughs> so first of all, yeah, we're in like we're we're in we're in VIP. Yeah. Um, which basically, what did that even get us? We got a. I don't know where. Oh my. Oh my God. Pause. What. He is so fucking excited. Oh my god, because I forgot you guys. I was like, what did VIP get us? We got it we got our own little spot. Yeah. Up the way. Yeah. Do um, they do they motion to you at at one point? Not really. Oh, okay. Um but what you did get was a photo. <gasps> a group photo with a squire or oh, whatever the hell is that he was. Amazing. <laughs> you look so fucking happy. Uh, the joke was I look like stupid Matt is literally putting his <laughs> finger in my butt at that point. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everyone looks amazing. Yeah, forgot I got that. That's now in my home. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's wearing a crown. It's got the stupid, the stupid crown up. We were team red, as you can see. Yep. We supported the red knight who kind of looked like Jason Momoa, but was probably just a Sikh. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah. <laughs> just screaming out. It's like, I love you, Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> 
there's so much going on all the time. Yeah. At medieval times. Yeah. Yeah, there is. So, like, first it's like, so they do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like, I, don't, I don't know where to start. Okay, so, like, first takeaway. Food, not great. Oh, um, no, it's fine, though. But, like, the sheer amount of it, that it's fucking huge. Like, yeah. There's, like, maybe 400 people in there, like, on a given night. Yeah. What's that kitchen like? Huge. And they do, like, th- two, three shows a day? Like, Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. So it's, like, 800, 1,200 half chickens getting brought out every night? First of all, I thought it was a turkey leg. No, it was a full-ass. I feel much closer to a chicken after I've torn into <laughs> half of it with my bare hands. <laughs> oh, I see. Good times. In the dark. That's the other thing. We were in, like, a dim area because it's <laughs> VIP, so it's, like, mm, intimate. <laughs> it's just, like, what am I even eating right now? I can't even see it. I'm just, like. It was tasty. I mean, not amazing, but it's medieval times. Um, Did you like the soup? <laughs> How many cans of soup to go do they go through in a, in a night to make that potato bisque? Um, love love napkin or love menu printed on napkin. That was yeah. It's like, what's the next course? I don't know. I don't know. I soiled my napkin with chicken grease. Um, don't don't think about it too hard. Cause like, no. It's like, please, good d- good sir, doth refill my tankard of Pepsi. <laughs> um, but, like, so much going on. So, okay, so the dudes come out and they do a little horn blast and you're just, like, watching them like, man, they went to, like, the Royal Conservatory and now they're here. Like, <laughs> they know how to ride horses. And they do their whole thing. And then it's, like, it's horsey time, you know, trot out, you know, do whatever. Yeah. It's like, look at the horsey's trot. That's all great. And it's like, ooh, there's the pretty white horse. Like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then... Okay, you're getting to it, but like there is basically a highlight of it. What's your highlight? My highlight. What's your highlight? Everybody's highlight should be the hawk. <laughs> yeah, not aware falconry was like <laughs> was like a part of medieval times. Yeah, like, yeah. The motherfucker started whipping around in there. I was yeah. like, if I hadn't been in VIP, like under a ledge, like he, that he couldn't get to. It's like it's yeah, amazing. It's like don't move too suddenly. He might gouge your eyes out. I'm like, that's fun. It's so fun. I, there are hawks in my neighborhood. I see them <laughs> eating pigeons. Like, it's not like... <laughs> Yeesh. Did not know that was an element. Amazing. Also, like, I do not know what the plot of this stage show is, but apparently it is much more in-depth than there's, I thought going in. There's betrayal. There's backstory. Some guy demanded satisfaction from our night, and it's like, what is even happening? And, like, listen, when it finally comes time to, like, start dueling and shit, yeah. like... It was the one thing, you know, they do a little joust or, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm like, fascinated because I'm, like, is this, like, wrestling? Like, is there a booker? Did they work this out beforehand? Like, <laughs> how do you decide who wins at the start of the night? Like, like They it's, probably it's, have lots or it, they, they plan it out. It's a work, brother. Like, <laughs> they start figuring it out. But we were, like, laughing, you know, this is lame, blah, 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 you know, the jousting. And then they went to sword fighting. And yeah. the first time those swords smacked, they <laughs> sparked. And we were, like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> wow. Oh, so good. <laughs> So it's it's so long, you guys. It's so long. You have to. It's a <laughs> like, dinner and you show. You get your fucking money. So it's like easily two hours. Sidebar: Careful if you're bringing your kids, because I had to work. I had to wait. I got there first. Like I also didn't know how close I actually live to right. this place. <laughs> it was literally like five minutes on the Dufferin bus got me there. I could have walked. Um, and I got there like mad early, and so I saw the show before us get out. Yeah, and. Seven years old and above, the kids are fucking wilding. 
oh, just all like smacking each other with swords. <laughs> They're like losing their motherfucking minds. So if you're gonna bring your kids, like be careful and pay close attention because there are long stretches of dialogue that I like. This dude, this the, the dude we photographed with. Yeah, he's like the smarmy, like conniving guy. Yeah, I don't. He's got a whole thing going. I don't. I don't know. And stupid Matt was really interested if I'd smashed the, the queen. Would you? Would I have smashed the queen? Yeah. In retrospect, yes. Retrospect. Well, you didn't get. You know, she was real far away. Okay. And my, I'm old. And my eyesight's going. But when we left, she was like, you know posing for pictures and shit and i was like tap me on the shoulder i was like yeah yeah i like that i'm gonna make a note of that <laughs> wood smash queen i'm the president of hitting that ass <laughs> it's a new drug it's a new drug yes <laughs> guess, guess how i spent part of my sick time in bed making drops making drops so uh, that was medieval times i mean it's if you've never been go but if someone if someone in your life develops a real like passion for medieval times, <laughs> if you got a real well, cable, you, you gotta, have to have a if talk. you got a real cable guy situation going on yeah. with, with a friend of yours in medieval times, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely have a, have a word. I think once is about <laughs> the amount of times you need to go in medieval times. Um, yeah, a couple times if you really like that kind of stuff. I just wish they change up the story a little bit more. Because I assume they don't, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd really like a new story. I just really also want I want a lady night. Look at that face he's giving me. Got to bring my feminism into it. God. There she goes, just getting her vagina and everything again. I know. It's just, it's a very, like, overactive vagina, I suppose. <laughs> hey, you brought the vagina into it. Congratulations. You know what I realize? Oh, God. I'm a lot like Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's not a... Good thing to admit. No, it's not. It, I'm like. You know what I realize? Oil. I'm exactly like the worst character on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's not the worst. He is. I'd say Scully and Hitchcock are the worst. But like, they're not used as much as Boyle is. That's true. Boyle's got higher billing. Boyle has episodes centered around him. Yeah. He's had like a lot. Scully and Hitchcock had like one episode in six seasons. Yeah. I'm like mostly Amy with this tiny bit of Boyle, where I just say things and then I go, I shouldn't have said that. Sound really bad. Overactive vagina, just just getting into everything, splashing everywhere. Huh. Next topic. Yeah. Um. Well, we're gonna keep it in uh, in Parkdale. P Dale. Um. We're gonna talk about the uh, the perfume show. <sighs> There's so much, guys. What was what was my life before I saw this show? What know. was your life before you saw this show? Um, not as interesting. And now I've turned into Jordan at home and keep on showing Chris <laughs> videos of perfume. Because the basic, the basic gist, and I mean, I guess you saw that. Because I mean, y- y'all already know what I think. Yeah. Friends. I mean, we can get into some specifics, but I mean, how many years has it been that you've been a perfume fan? Oh, uh, yeah, five. Five. Okay. Level three was out. What what single had just come out? Cling Cling had just come out, which I did not like as a song. It was pre-Cosmic Explorer, which I came... Well, I saw them the first time in 2017? I don't know. Is All the years just mashed together. They really do. Um, but somewhere around there. Somewhere after after Level 3. Level 3 came out in 2013, and it, it was a long break between albums. But like that was the album that was out. That was their last album when I became a fan. Okay. Um, so it's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. It's been through two album cycles. And Caitlin has just kind of been, you know, this person who has, like, been forced to sit and watch me stand for, you know, five years. And I've really enjoyed it, and I enjoy their music, but I was not, like, 
I don't know. I wasn't as excited. It wasn't my thing. So what I was most curious about coming out of the show, because you knew I was going to love it, was what Caitlin McKinnon thought. And up front, this was the show to take you to, this version of it. Mm -hmm. Because, as I said to Kate at the time, there's always the question about how are they going to pull it off? What are they going to try to pull it off? Because there's a lot of technology in their stage shows. They are... Usually perform in much larger, you know, they're stadiums, right? right? They normally perform on stadiums. Like huge stadiums. Um, they haven't done domes for a while. Actually, that's not true. Like last year they did dome shows. But like, you know, hockey arenas, like Canadians, like Air Canada Center, like that type of that type of thing. So now they are performing at, you know, 2,000 seaters, 1,500 seaters. How are they going to scale it down? And they had done a thing in back in Japan for the uh, NHK, the public broadcaster type of thing. It was basically mm-hmm. like a one-time TV special, like where they did a bunch of productions just for this right. uh, spe- TV special. And that's what they brought on this world tour. Um, the set list had a lot of older, because they did a lot of older songs on this. Like they did a song called Butterfly, which is off their first album. It's like a deep cut off their first album. Really liked it, actually. So they brought a lot of that stuff. If previously... They would have had, like, one screen with a little projection on it, like cubes. Like, they, they had a little scaffolding and some drones when I saw them the first time. And right. apparently the drones were a pain, were a pain in the ass because, mm-hmm. like, there were bylaws in places, some places, some cities, and they couldn't use them. Or sometimes the stage was smaller and they couldn't make it work so they couldn't build the scaffolding as high. This one, they seem to have sussed it out. Oh, yeah. They really, like, was, what's the word I'm looking for? Really, it was very precision. Yes. So, y'all know what I think. Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. How do you now feel? How did you feel when you stepped out of that show? I didn't know lasers could be so beautiful. <laughs> um, no, but honestly, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Just from a point of just like entertainment and everyone in that theater was so excited to be there mm. and so excited to see them. Um, and just they're as performers, they're um, they're amazing. They're engaging. Their their performances are interesting. They are so good at the choreography, but they don't make it seem like they're tired of it. Mm. If that makes any sense, um, it's just it's very precise. It's very well done. Um, and the moments where they were very human were fantastic. Um, yeah, it just it was great, and it was really nice in that size. And you got amazing tickets. <laughs> only when you stand this hard can you get tickets that close and be like nah, i wish i'd been a little <laughs> god i wish i'd been like fifth row um i do not because there were some other fans that were weird that were there that maybe were in the fifth row yeah maybe we should get into this a little bit because i mean this is a show about geeking down but um fans are the worst sometimes they yeah. were 90 percent of the time they wreck things for other people they sometimes. are the worst and i got there I got to the venue around uh, a little bit before six, maybe. Doors mm-hmm. were supposed to be at seven. I got there maybe at like quarter to quarter to six, six o'clock. Um, because as we said, it was right next to where Medieval Times is. So it, yeah. was, it was at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. Again, took me like five minutes on the Dufferin bus to get to. So I, well, here's a fun pre-story. I'm feeling great. Yep. I got my fr- got all my gear on. Feeling awesome. Thank you, Chris Kozak. Thank you, Chris and Kozak. And T-shirt elephant for I'm, the... Uh, I'm wearing my my perfume the, sweater right now. The, the bootleg Fila slash perfume sweater that I, that I designed for us. And I'm making my way down, and I'm like, it's a little chilly out. 
and pick yes. up a coffee, something to warm me up on my way down. Uh-huh. Now, Caitlin, as you will recall, if yes. you listened to the last couple episodes where we discussed this, like the sage she is, wisely predicted that she should have a black t- sweatshirt. Yep. Because she would ruin it immediately. Oh, immediately. I was like, I will take care. And I think it looks better in white, so I'm going to get a white one. So I buy this coffee, making my way down, making my way down. And stopped at a stoplight. So I'm going to a little chilly. Let me take a swig of this coffee. And I pull back the little tab thing of the uh, of the Tim Hortons yep. re- reclosable cup. And it goes flick and flicks coffee drops. All over my white sweatshirt. Did I tell you the story at the time? I don't oh, remember. yeah, you yeah, did. I did. And now I was like, I told you. Of course, of course. And I happened to be right in front of a home hardware. <laughs> so I just went in and bought a fucking Tide Bend. And there, there I am in Parkdale around the corner, like, just scrubbing. <laughs> it worked, though. It did work. It, it, it still, still can't, still can't tell. But of, of, of course. Um, So I get there and I'm in line and... All the stuff you love. You start seeing all the, all the people in line. It's yep. like you start feeling that warm fuzzies for just being with people who like the thing that you're into, which is a yes. thing that not everybody is into, not because you're so hardcore, but just because it's from another fucking country and like in another language that you can't understand. So it's a different type of brain who's going to be into that in the first place. And you're standing there and then a couple of people start dancing. This brother started set up a little Bluetooth speaker and he started doing choreo- choreography. He was joined by... The, a gray-haired white dude, like, <laughs> because that's how their fan base runs, and they're doing, they're doing Future Pop or Flash. I don't remember. It might have been. I think they were doing the title track, uh, Future Pop. And these dudes behind me are like, well, no, I hope they don't do too much new stuff because the new stuff's not very good. Uh, Motherfucker, why are you here? Why are you why here? Are you shut, here? shut your mouth. Why are you here? You know they're doing new stuff. You know. They're touring on that album. They're going to do new stuff. And, like, like why, why are you here? Why are you here just a bitch? It's the one side that, like, when you, when you like, are, like, side-eyeing about, like, meh. And on the other hand, where you think because, because you will encounter people who are, like, going to every show. Apparently. Traveling. This was new for me. Yes. I have never encountered this before. We were seated next to a guy from Scotland who yeah. flew from Scotland. To go to this show, and I believe had done New York yep. a couple nights before, Toronto, and then was doing Chicago and Seattle. Yes, I believe so. Um, maybe Dallas, too, because Dallas was... I don't, they have done Seattle. The only shows left are the California shows, because they're doing Coachella tonight. There is a bunch of them. Um, yeah. Um, that have gone to all the shows. And I learned after I went to two shows last time, the only thing that changes is the banter. Like, yeah. they're not going to... Do ja- something different. They're not going to jazz up the set list, like... The set list is going to be the same. So, I mean, props, props, quotes, question mark to no, you? No, props. Caitlin says no. No. Not props. No, you could be donating no. that no. money. You could give it to me. I could pay off my student debt. <laughs> like, not props. I think, and especially because with that mentality comes up. There it is, yes. Well, I've gone to all the shows, so I'm a better i am a better fan, fan than and you I are deserve more and i'm yeah. going to shade this venue that we're in because it has seats and yeah. like it's better when it's a you know, general admission fuck general admission we're one old and we need seats i left that concert trying to figure out why my why my shins hurt and it was because i stood at a like 15 degree angle for <laughs> 
Because yeah. it's slanted, right? Because yeah. it slopes down. The seated area slopes down. Um, and I couldn't figure out. I was like, God, I'm not that old. Why the hell are my feet and legs hurt? My legs hurt. <laughs> <laughs> my legs hurt so much. But it was because I was like, you know, standing on an angle. But yeah, definitely there were some, there were some dudes in our general vicinity who like, Ugh. you know, they're wearing some fan club shirt. They fan club only shirt they bought off of eBay that came out in 2012. And it's like, okay, yeah, no, we we're all here for the same shit, my dude. And like, it's just that idea of being a better fan. I was talking to someone and they said something. <laughs> it's they said basically if the 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 sum of it was like, if you don't agree with me, you're not a real Marvel fan. Mm. And I was sort of like, I I was so taken aback, I couldn't, I couldn't say anything else. I just had to like walk away. This was a while ago, but I just was so shocked. Um, and it's that mentality, right? If you if you don't do X Y Z, you can't be in the good fan club. Well, what was what was the meme lately? Somebody wrote a pizza. Do you know Dark Souls? That series of games, oh, that yes, studio yes. from software, like their yeah. whole vibe is they make hard ass games. Right, that's what they want to do, and they have, a, they have they come out so fast. They have one that's been out for about a month now, I think, called Sekiro. Sekiro, I don't know. Okay, set in it's a samurai themed feudal Japan type of looking game. And somebody wrote a piece on IGN that was basically like, "I beat Sekiro with a cheat code at me, like right, <laughs> come at me, bro," and Basically arguing that, like, that's fine. It is a fine thing to do. Yeah. Um, And somebody, I, I will not get the exact phrasing right, but the phrasing was basically like, you didn't just cheat the game. You cheated yourself. You didn't learn anything. You didn't challenge yourself. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You're not a real gamer. Shut the fuck up. You know who the most, the, the hardcore gamers are? <laughs> they're, mm. they're Lindas in their, uh, 40-year-old Lindas. With kids, it's true. Women in their forties play the most video games, but Damn, it's son. but it's Candy Crush, and right. it's like <laughs> it's like Pac Man, and it's like things on their phone. That's still those are still video games. They're not real. They're not, they're re- not, real, they're not real video games. games. What, what are they? It's not real. Even though, you know, Pac-Man and Frogger and all of those and all of the puzzle games were the first types of games, they're not real games, guys. Yep. Anyway, all that is to say, like we say all the time, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. You don't have to be a dick. And guess what? You do not own the queens. No, you don't own, and nobody owns anything, unless you literally just, like, own a thing. The amount of money you have put in, I mean, really, th- th- thank you for your service, but, I mean, they're not, you don't get to, like, braid their hair or heat their hot pockets. Like, you don't. Oh. I'm sorry. You don't. Well, there you go. Sidebar? Yeah. All the hype they've been getting about playing Coachella this this tour. Yeah. No live stream. No nothing. Because their fucking management company is probably going to, like, you know, record it oh. and then sell it on a DVD later. They will. And Jordan will buy it. Jordan will not buy it. You sure? You've seen Jordan's laptop hard drive. You've seen oh, that folder. That's true. A lot oh, just I meant because you did buy it. Thank you, Tumblr and 4chan. You did buy a set of DVDs. I did. Uh, oh, God, yes. When did I even buy at the show? Got, got to get that towel. Had to get that towel. Does anybody know what the towel is for? If you know what the towel is for, please let us know. <laughs> if you were to a lot of Japanese concerts and you bought, you you know for a fact what the towel was for. I, I mean, I thought it was handy. I, 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 dab, I, dab, I dabbed myself a couple times. Yeah. Uh, 
got the tour book, got a couple couple pins. I basically got everything I wanted. Um, was unexpected. Didn't have a panic mode of transferring funds on my <laughs> on my phone while in line. That's always good because I was not expecting the uh, subtitled uh, tour documentary from the first time they toured America. Right. They filmed it all and put it out put it out as a documentary. That was on offer. Did not expect that. Cost about forty five fifty bucks, I think. Um, I think it was actually English. And I literally came home and watched it. Stayed up till one in the morning watching it as soon as I got home. I just I just didn't want the feeling to end, Caitlin. Um, and Jordan was like, before he watched it, was like, maybe I'll give it to you. And then after watched it, went, I am not giving this to you. Oh, no. Unless you want to watch like two hours of them discussing set lists. It's like really not. Like, it's and fun to I watch. <laughs> it's fun to watch them, you know. There's some sweet moments where they talk about what the group means to them and stuff. And they go through their history and stuff. And, oh, my God. Uh, I would totally watch something about Murder, She Wrote like that, though. <laughs> I just realized, like, if, like, inside the writer's room and everyone talking about why the show was successful and exclusive interviews with Angela Lansbury, I would kill for something like that. There was a very touching moment where after the L.A. show, which was the first show they ever did in America, yep. um, one of the, like, LED cubes or something, like, wasn't working. Right. And Makiko, their choreographer slash, you know, stage director type thing, sobbing backstage and apologizing to them because just like and she was their teacher in high school so they like revere her like and she's done all the choreography and she's been with them since they were kids so i mean she's like so apologetic and like sobbing in front of them and they're like (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's okay um you didn't sabotage the cube it's fine (laughs) so Sidebar, because Parkdale going to Parkdale. Here's some fun Parkdale life yeah, for you on your way home. Yeah, we, we need to, because we, so much has taken place in Parkdale over the last few weeks. Kate, Kate doesn't know this. I don't think I told Kate this story yet. So, uh, took the Dufferin bus. Yep. Back, that is where we split. Caitlin took the uh, took the go bus back to Hamilton, and yep. I caught the Dufferin bus back up to Parkdale. And I went past King Street, and I got to Queen Street, and I thought, you know what? I just want to keep this feeling going. There's a way for me to do this. Mm-hmm. So, I got off at Queen and started walking back down. To McDonald's. Okay. Now, now, why didn't I go to McDonald's? Yeah. Because, as is tradition, Perfume divided the crowd up into two halves. Yes, they did. One side is named... French. For one, for one thing, it's all, you know, in New York, it was crispy and pizza. Left yeah. side crispy, right side pizza. So, when Ajahn goes crispy, everybody goes, yeah, and pizza, yeah. In Toronto, pretty sure she wanted to do cheese and curds because they had had poutine that day. And it, 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 amazed, it amazed them, as it often does yeah. with people who've never had it before. But she, I don't think she could say curds. She had a really hard, it was actually amazing. She had the toughest time saying Ka- curds. Kadza, kadza, kadza. I mean, I just sound like I'm being racist, but that's literally, she couldn't yeah. say it because that sound doesn't really translate. Kur is not the sound that exists in, in Japanese, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, she just kind of said, fuck it, <laughs> went, with, went with French and fries. So, you know, throughout the show, French, yeah, fries, yeah, French fries, yeah. Um, like this is McDonald's right there. I'm gonna go get some French fries. I'm a little, I'm a little parched. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a beverage anyway, so I'll get some. Fr- I got some fries and a drink. So I get off at Queen and I'm walking down, and immediately there's a dude who was also on that bus behind me, just yeah, just chewing his own cheek, just jaw jacking about something. Something yep. is irritating him. Yep. I don't know what. My name's Jordan Ferguson, so I'm just like, <laughs> nobody cares, champ. <laughs> oh no. Nobody cares. I then um, go to the McDonald's, and in front of the McDonald's are two gentlemen with a drone that they're just flying very low and kind of like buzzing by people because it's Parkdale at 11. Yep. And I go in. On Tuesday. (laughs) On Tuesday night, and I go in, and the guy who was behind me is like legit 
with like an empty cut ginger ale can straight to the drink dispenser, just like filling it up. I'm just trying to make my order, but she, <laughs> the girl behind the counter is like, uh huh, yep. So large fat, sir, sir, <laughs> sir. Rams the and there's another dirtbag there who's mumbling something about like, it's broken, it's broken. I'm like, God, just give me the fucking fries and let me get out of here. Just let me get out of here. And I go and I get my drink and I'm like super parched because again, I'm like still in the midst of a throat, undiagnosed oh. throat infection at this point. Yeah. I had just started to get my voice back and then I go to the perfume show and I'm talking to Kate over loud music and I'm just hooting and hollering and screaming the whole time because yep. it's the Queens. And so I go and I want this drink and I go to the Coke and I go and it goes and like explodes everywhere. Uh, somehow did not get on my white, Amazing. my white shirt. Somehow only hit my jacket. And I was like, fuck. And I go over to the other, you know, do they have two Coke dispensers? Yeah. I go to the other one. It explodes too. I'm like, what the fuck? Tajo's broken. <laughs> Thanks. Um. So yeah, somebody homeboy. With the cot ginger ale can had apparently shoved something oh my God. into the like nozzle. So when you tried to get it, it just psst, sprayed everywhere because I guess nobody was allowed to have Coke if he couldn't have Coke. So I was like, well, guess I'm getting iced tea today. Oh. I got my fries, got my lame iced tea, got that home, ate my fries, watched the documentary, and basked in the wonder that are my queens. <sighs> it was great. Fucking kill it. Fucking kill it tonight, girls. Yeah, I hope everyone becomes huge fans, and then I can do that thing where I can be a toxic fan and be like, "Well, I was at the show before me. we came to the thing." Oh, you saw my Coachella? Oh, oh. Yeah, except I'm not gonna do that because I'm not an asshole. Next topic. Next topic. I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna talk about things I've been watching. Okay. Because I don't have any like regular stories. <laughs> I've only been watching things. That's all I do now. Um, I'm watching American Gods, second season. It's been very good. I've enjoyed it immensely. Um, I think it's better than first season, but I think I'm the only person out here who thinks it's not as good as it should be. I don't know if I am. <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't know if people are going to come for me i don't know but it oh, just always come for you for something oh for something um if it's not this it's going to be for my vagina so <laughs> i just i feel like the show should be weirder mm. and better and sometimes they do these like one character will like super pontificate and i'm just like what is the point what are you trying to say i don't understand what's going on and there was this very weird scene with new new media and, like, tentacle porn type stuff. And I was like, I don't think that's appropriate. Like, there's a lot of shit that's not in the book at this point, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, like the book is really, like, a thin inspiration. They're kind of, like... It's not a thin inspiration. They're going, they're doing sort of the way the book goes, but they're meandering a mm. lot and going to, like, side quests and you're learning more about the other side, the, the Didn't new gods. the girl just show up? What do you mean? What? Sorry? Doesn't he travel with a girl for most through most of it? Listen, I read the book so fucking long ago. No, that, no, he, he, he I thought Twitter was really excited because somebody just showed up. Yes. And but I don't like again, this is something we've read how long ago? Like <laughs> I read it I must have read it about ten years ago. I was to, I was working at the youth center when I read it. And there you so, go. There you a go. Long time ago. Nineties. Um so yeah. Uh but it's good. I enjoy watching it. Um I really have enjoyed watching second season of Discovery. 
Second seasons, man. They're really coming through. Um, Discovery's been great. People who have problems with Discovery, um, you just have to stop watching. Just stop watching Star Trek. Just, I just, I don't know what to tell you anymore. You don't like anything. You got problems with this character. You have problems with this thing happening. Go watch original Trek. Do you have any idea how fucking insane that show was? Or even TNG. Like, they had an episode where everyone de-evolved and it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, uh, Deanna was turned into a fish lady. Like, it just, it doesn't, none of. And a cake. There was a yeah. There was an episode with a cake with when Data was having weird dreams. Like these shows are insane. Star Trek is nuts. Why would why does everything have to make perfect logical sense in every episode? It's a show about space. It's space fantasy. Like just find another show. Go watch The Expanse. All logical on The Expanse. God, you people. Anyways, um, and finally, uh, I went to go see Shazam. Your face. There's no reaction on your face. Nope. Was it good? It was great. <laughs> it was so, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. At this point, I've only seen three DC films. Mm. Uh, I saw Superman when it first came out. Oof. I saw, um, uh... Oh God, Wonder Woman! I was going to say, I'm pretty sure she's seen Wonder Woman. If she's trying to summon the name Wonder Woman, this is the best moment of my life. <laughs> I was uh, Wonder Woman, and then this one, and um, this one is um, was amazing, like way better than I thought it was going to be. So yeah, that was very exciting because DC finally learned the lesson of Guardians and was like, it "Just made why don't we just have fun with this stupid shit?" Right? <laughs> they just had fun. It was great. Uh, so if you want a fun movie, go see Shazam. It was great. Um, and those are the things I've seen. You've done more, like, actual stuff. <laughs> it's a, what am I talking about? What am I talking about uh, next, game? You're talking about Record Store Day. Oh, my God. See? I didn't air horn for the stuff I watched because it's not that exciting. Uh, am I going to talk about anything I watched or is that all coming on the next yeah, episode? No, wait, do Record Store Day. <laughs> God. Stop looking at my list. She's so aggressive, you guys. Um, so... I have, let me preface it like this. So I, I, I said, I said, oh, the fingers are going. <laughs> I said before the perfume show that the perfume show was really like that had given me back my, my philosophy. Yeah. Like every time I saw a record somewhere, I had to be like, well, do I want this record as much as I'm going to want swag at the perfume show? Right. Answer was 90%. And you, and no. you didn't know it was going to be there. And I didn't know it was going to be there. And then I went. And I saw what was there, and I bought what I wanted. That that was that was like a week and a half ago, Kate. And then you had money left over. I'm fucking like, I'm I'm, un, I'm unmoored. I don't know. Oh I don't know. I, just, I don't know what's happening. Your northern star is Japan. <sighs> yes, I'm, I, I will get to that. But like, it, it started with this, the the nightlife by Shock, which is a record that the homie Hisa played for me once. And at Cosmos, it's like thirty dollars. Oh. And I really liked it, but uh, when, I, when I saw it for seven ninety nine, where did you see it for seven ninety nine? Sonic Boom. Oh my god! I just randomly saw it. Still, well, this is a running theme. Still with the shrink on it. Um, and I think I messaged you and at least like three other people. I was like, I have to do this, right? <laughs> like, 
And I, I think I supported it's, you. It's eight dollars. You did support me. Also. Oh, and also, what's the what's, what's the formula, Kate? The formula is a group of black men and one white guy, and occasionally a group of white white men and one black guy. It doesn't have to be men, but like. Oh no, no! But that's usually the formula. If you want to find heat rocks, if the racial makeup of the group, gender not specific, but I mean, if it is primarily of one race with a sprinkling, sprinkling? little dash yeah. of Just of another race, like here we have four four very suave African American gentlemen, yep. uh, a gentleman who looks to be possibly Latin Latino. Possibly Puerto Rican, and uh, your grade 11 math teacher <laughs> is true. there as well. He's right there. What's he doing here? Why He's did right he make there. this record? Um, did he make it in between classes? Possibly. <laughs> so this is just like some you know West Coast type boogie stuff. So about that, and then I was out before record store day. Right. Oh, no, because I found out the Gladstone show was happening the uh, day before it happened. Right. And I just got on my like, I got I got, I got, I got no, Kate. I got no. I got nothing else going on. We weren't recording because... Because I was dying, I didn't have a voice, and I can literally walk there. And I was coming off night, so I had you know, woken up at six a.m. and I was like, "You got mad? Fuck it! <laughs> I'm gonna go down and check that out." And I did. Uh oh. Oh no! Listen. There's a lot of rustling. <laughs> Not that much rustling. There's a lot. I had to get that. Okay. The Ohio players. Pleasure. Never really see this anywhere. No. It's got funky worm on it. You got a funky worm. Great. Got a, I'll play it for you on break. You okay. Know. Um, and then. Oh, my God. I love okay. a parliament record. Yeah. Parliament, Funkadelic, George Clinton, all that type of stuff. Um, now, what added to this one? They on the So, I pick it up and I see all that business on the back. What are these stickers from? Kate, what's going on there? They're stickers. They're not stickers. What are they? They're like little cardboard standy type things. Oh my god! So like I pick it up and I look at it because I know I had been you know I enjoy this record the Motor Rudy affair, um, and I had been interested in it for a while. And when I see it, I pick it up and I look at it and I see these. I look quizzically at these things, and the dude's like, "Oh yeah, that's the one that's uh, the pop up." <gasps> oh my god! You don't even know. <laughs> so this Parliament Funkadelic record comes with a gatefold that when you open it is a pop up of like a undersea kingdom. <laughs> And these little standees are for, like, what? you know, displaying or playing or I don't know what. Because Parliament oh Funkadelic Records are 90% weird George Clinton sci-fi fanfic type stories. That lady has dynamite in her butt. <laughs> oh, my God. This is amazing. What, what are the words? I didn't even really look at it that hard. but uh, False bottom. <laughs> megatons. What's on that banner at the in the middle? Uh, we got to raise Atlantis to the top. All right. Everything is amazing. So, yeah, that's all awesome. Not awesome is the fact that I had to like, I got to be careful even as I put this pick this up to put it back. I had to like take the record out of the sleeve and like put it down the back because every time if I want to play it, all these fucking things fall everywhere and like. You got a pop up. I love pop-ups. So my records are dope, y'all. The other thing I got, so then I went to Sonic Boom. I, I told you there's a lot of wrestling. Listen, shut up. 
That's not. This I thought even, you wanted to go to Japan. This right? isn't even wrestling. Mm. My titties. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, he's going through things. The records that are slowly encroaching on our <laughs> on our space. He's swearing at me now. I don't know. How do you have these organized? Can't even pull them out. There's so many of them. Yo, I don't even know where I put this. It's gone now. It really is. I just threw it randomly in here. Listeners, I don't want you to make anything of the fact that we're officially at the point where I can't find shit that I buy. <laughs> I wasn't saying anything. I'm giving you him... You didn't have to. I'm giving him looks. <laughs> take a, grab my phone, take a photo of this look right now so I can post it on Twitter so you can see how she's looking at me while I try to find this. I know where all my books are. You do not. I do. That is a lie. I know exactly where they are. You're a fucking liar. I'm not a liar. There it is. Finally found it. So I've been looking for this for a while because, again, something he gets me up on. Yeah. I think it's like $60 for an OG. I saw it for 30 at Sonic Boom. Reissue. Oh, man. Oh. This is the soundtrack to Taxi Driver. Uh-huh. And it fucking slaps. I don't think I've ever thought about that soundtrack. I, like. I, I never would have either. He hands it to me at the store one day. I put it on, and I'm like, oh, my God, it fucking slaps. <laughs> it's so funky because it's like, you know, the sound of 70s New York. New York. And I got a... My God, it's so tightly sealed. Also, embossed edition of... Jesus Edition Christ. of how many? 2,500 copies. Oh, my God. And how can you pass it up, Kate? Oh, my God, there's so much... Oh, how, it's yellow. How can you pass it up when it's on the yellow vinyl? Anyway. I always love colored vinyl. It's, it's, it how, it's, so how, cool. it's how they get you. So that was that was before Record Store Day. And the reason I did this... Okay. I'd like to know. <laughs> I would really like to know. Shut up. Um, Shut up. It's because I looked at the... Leah the Brazilian. Yeah. One part, because there was stuff she wanted. Second part, because it's technically our friend anniversary. Right. Here, because, I'll hold this while you open that. Because... Oh my God, it's so shiny. The one time... The first time I wanted to go out for Record Store Day, yeah. when I actually cared about it, Leah, like, inserted herself. It was the first time we ever hung out socially, because she just, like, demanded... <laughs> To come on this alley. Hey, I know what that's like. <laughs> you would. Demanding friendship with Jordan. <laughs> we will be friends. So she's like, oh, you're going out to buy records? I want to go out and buy records. I'm going to come. I'll meet you here. I'm like, what the fuck? What? <sighs> What's happening? And that was like, you know, five, six years ago. Um, so I knew Leah wanted to go. There's so many layers to that record, guys. <laughs> that's like Japanese level. Yeah. Japanese records always come like that. Um. My arms hurt now. <laughs> so Leah wanted to go. And I, because I knew I was going out anyway, I really looked at the list. I was like, is there anything on the list I want? Right. I'm going through. I'd see things that seemed interesting and I'd go and listen to them on Spotify and be like, meh, meh, meh. Not for, nothing I want more than a Japanese record. And also, it's worth noting, a royalty check should be on its way, but it's not here yet. Right. It's making me a little antsy. I might have to yell I, at somebody. I, I, every time you're like, it makes me every, nervous. Every time. It's, listen, it's, 
Should have been mailed out on the 1st of April and it ain't here yet. Mm. Just came from New York. Mm. So your man might have to yell at somebody. Um, but what else is new? Because he has to yell at somebody every time he wants his money. But vacation pay cashed out. Oh. Sizable. Amazing. Um, and then May is going to be a three-pay month. So April and May are technically both three-pay months. Yeah, seriously. What is, hap- what is happening? We're rolling in it. So I was willing to spend a little, spend a little little cash yeah. if I found anything, but I really didn't find anything. And Leah had it in her head that she really wanted the Lost in Translation soundtrack, right? Which was coming out. It's been out before in tons of editions. This one had a different cover, and it was purple vinyl. Okay. So she re- she really wanted it, and she was like, "What? Well, what time? Where do you want to go?" She's like, "Well, rotate this over on Ossington." Right. Always for some reason always has everything. Okay. It's always a crapshoot. The thing about Record Store Day is it's always a crapshoot. Why do we hate? Why do we love Record Store Day? Because they used to get a lot of interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was this event designed to drive foot traffic into local record stores. Why do we hate Record Store Day now? Because it is literally... The majors got into it. Right. Like the major labels. So like the sheer level of garbage. What is it? Garbage. I'm really leaning into it for you, Kira. Garbage. That is manufactured, putting heavy strain on an already fragile manufacturing. It's like an ecosystem of manufacturing. Yeah. There are not, the thing about record store days, there are not that many pressing plants anymore. I don't know why there aren't. It seems like pretty pretty lucrative at this point, but yeah, they started going out of business when nobody wanted the format anymore. Yeah. So there's this huge influx of like the majors has come in and put like again with a fucking David Bowie picture disc. A forty-five of Bohemian Rhapsody on like some purple and gold vinyl. Like, there's so much disgust in his voice. Like, why? And what I love. So the thing is, stores just order what they want to carry. Right. There's no guarantee they're going to get it or how much they're going to get. Right. So it is a crapshoot. And having done this as many years as Leah and I have, mm-hmm. having learned the lay of the land of Toronto, we have sort of learned that rotate for whatever reason. Right seems to get everything they've paid the right people and yes in the highest amounts um so that's where leah wanted to go okay cool what time are you going to line up well when do they open 11 and what time are you going to line up i think around like eight thirty nine. What? what yes exactly i said there's no there's no way i'm getting done work and then meeting you at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. To wait in line when there ain't even shit I want. I love you, Linda. Because I call her Linda. <laughs> Lee and I used to work together and we have a lot of like random jokes about stuff we used to see as friends often do. Right. And for her, it was when she really found that YouTube clip of the kid the arguing kid? with his mom. Yeah. Like when, when, yes. Listen, Linda. Listen. Whenever you say listen, yeah. I always want to go, listen, Linda. <laughs> Listen, Linda. So, that's that's how Leah would always say it. L- Leah will call me Linda because <laughs> right. I tell I ask her something, she'd be like, li- li- "Listen, Linda," because <laughs> she's she English is her second language and it sounds awesome. Um, but I just ended up calling her Linda, and she had started calling me Gary because <laughs> she found uh, the old late night with Jimmy Fallon sketches. Right, uh, ew. Where you yes. would dress up like an 11-year-old girl, or yeah. like, I guess, younger. Yeah. The stepdad's name was Gary. Yeah. And every time, and he was like really friendly and awesome, but every time he came down, it's like, hey, girls, just made some fluffer nutters for your sleepover. Gary, I'm a get ew. <laughs> she thought that was really funny, too. So it's Gary and Linda. Gary and Linda. Um, I'm like, Linda, I'm, there's no way I'm going down. Like, you can line up if you want. 
I work. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to get home at like 730. I'm going to sit, eat something, have a shower. And like, and then I'll go, I'll go meet you. Right. So I did. And we get in and just like, it is literally the apocalypse <laughs> once they start letting people go in for just garbage. First of all, it's white dude Christmas. Oh no. Like if you can find a person of color. I, to be fair, there were there were a couple a couple brown gents in line, but I mean, it's primarily is just all the whitest people. And like what are the marquee items that people are looking for? Like it's a fucking you know, pressing of bob dylan takes somebody found in the trash and like pressed up like and they're like fucking cross-checking and elbows up to get at this shit and i'm just like leah what do you want like she she did get her she got everything she made out good i mean for okay. what she wanted she got everything she wanted excellent i found one uh because rotate will have a bunch of shit on the wall and they have like milk crates on the bottom so right. i like went straight to the milk crates and it's like number one the bo hits like immediately Ugh. um it's just like, oh my god! I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. Um, she spotted the soundtrack on the wall. I was like, man, whatever. Bam, grabbed it for her. I was like, are we good? <laughs> and I like weaseled out and made my way to just you know start flipping around, waiting for her. I did intend to buy some shit that right. day, but I thought you know, I, a I might have gone and bought something at Cosmos um, or June. You know, the store the stores I like, the stores I like to support. Rotate always struck me as a very like indie focused. Very rock mm-hmm. focused, i.e., not anything I'm interested in, type of store. But I'm at the Funk Soul bins, right? And I just start having a flip through, and it was fucking one after the other. Kate, they must have just started. They must have bought a collection. They did buy a collection because when I went up with three records <gasps> at twenty five dollars a pop, I checked on Discogs. I wasn't getting ripped off. Those were fair prices. The best thing you can hope for. The best feeling in the world is when yeah. you put your shit on the counter and you lay them out because it's like a, listen, r- record store day, they got to be like, the line wraps basically from the door. Really? Or, yes, from the door around the store. The dude in front of me dropped $363 uh. for fun. And that was probably his, we'd see people at different, we'd see the same people at different stores. Right. Um. But it's like, what I was saying earlier is like, wait, wraps around and you see like the fallen soldiers. Like the reconsidered oh, <laughs> piles, right? Because yeah. you just grab that shit. Nobody needs the Breaking Bad soundtrack on vinyl. Nope. Nobody. You do not need it. Saw that one there a lot. But like, you know, you see shit like Lane because they, they grab the shit and then they're in line and they're like, what the fuck was I thinking? It's like total like buyer's remorse shame. Like, oh my God, I feel so dirty. Like, <laughs> so then they just drop it on the, drop it on the pile. But, and then it's like, you get to the counter and there's one dude who, like, lays them all out so the price tags are, like, visible. Ugh. And gets a bag, and sets a bag down, lays them all out. Yeah. And then he slides it over to a second dude who rattles off the prices so the girl on cash can just type them in. This is what they figured to be the most, the fastest way to get people cashed out. Okay. It is like, you know, it's like Christmas at a major Canadian retailer. Right. But, like, for one day, and it's madness. Um, but when I put the records down and dude, like, laid them out... It's the best feeling in the world when he laid him out and he actually looked at what I was buying and goes. Oh, he gave you the nod of gave, approval. Gave me the nod of the, the little impressed eyebrow arch like, huh. He's like, these are all, these are all solid. And I'm like, yeah, they are. Please put them in my bag. Y'all just buy a collection? He's like, we did actually. I'm like, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and even when I showed Hisa what I bought later, he's a lot of, oh. Breakwater. 
first album by Breakwater. Caitlin will recall the second album by Breakwater, which I've shown on on the show before, which is the dudes in like the yellow space boots. Yes. Um, Caitlin. Yeah. What do we know about Breakwater? Oh, it's mostly black gentlemen with one white dude. Oh, what does that mean? It's going to be amazing. It means it's fucking flames. This was just a random sample I came across recently. Common sampled it. Cool. Saw it on Instagram. Never seen never seen this record before, any, ever, anywhere. Held it in my hands. Look it up. I was like, well, it's fucking gorgeous and clean. And uh, I, I don't have a photo, so I don't know. I don't know. If... With the with the racial makeup of the uh, artist involved here, that's that's Laurel Laurel Laurel. The song we hear about is Mellow Mellow Right On. It's like twelve minutes long. Disco record, so it's like a lot of really long songs because it's yeah. like for DJs to like fade in and out. This is classic material. This is Ninth Creation. The song's called Bubblegum. Great fucking seventies cover. Doodle of a guy stepping in bubblegum. I didn't know anything about this band, Caitlin. Okay. I knew the one song that gets sampled a lot. Yeah. But it's sitting there and it's $25. I'm like, ah, God. Fuck, I'll spend the data. Let me hop on YouTube or Spotify or whatever and hear a couple songs. I'm like, fuck, that's good. That's really good. This album is fucking fire, Kate. Yeah. Kate, what do we know about Ninth Creation? Oh, my gosh. There is quite a few black gentlemen. There's like an Indian dude or two and one white guy. The formula never fails. That's true. So after I unexpectedly dropped $75. You know, that's like so many meals in Japan. You done the calculation? I'm not going to need to eat that many meals because I'll be at the convenience store. It doesn't matter. It's a train ticket. It's a night in a hotel tube. Here's what's fun, though. I go to Cosmos just to say, hey. Yeah. Um... I said we went to we went to Sonic Boom. Oh no, that that we went to Cosmos first. I uh, just to, just to talk to Hisa. Low key, I say it all the time. I could literally talk to that dude for like a million years. Oh, because I had also gone in the day the week before when I was on the first trip where I bought taxi driver and shit. Right. Stopped in just to say hey, check out what was up. Chatting with Hisa. It must have been early. I don't remember what time it was, but at one point Hisa was like, "I want a tea. You want to go? You want to get a coffee?" <gasps> Did you hang have hangouts outside of Cosmos? <gasps> you did. We're hanging buddies now. <laughs> so we go. We just go up the street. And he, he buys me a coffee. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, he also, I don't know what he had been working on in the back. Something for like some sort of display thing for the shop or something with a circular saw. And ended up slicing through the core of the circular saw. Oh, no. Um. And then somebody told him that, like, how to basically fix the cord himself. And so we're back. We go back to the shop. <sighs> I'm sipping a coffee, just, like, flipping through bins, chatting with Hizo while he's, like, in the near the backpack trying to thread this stuff together. People are coming in the shop, and I'm, like, greeting them. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like hello. How are you? And then he's would look up. Oh, hi. <laughs> like, he said, A, please don't die. B, Aki is going to be very confused about what's <laughs> happening here. Should I go behind the counter? Like, what are we? Um, uh. So this day when I was in. He was up at the front counter, um, and I was flipping through the bins, and I had a bunch of records that I hadn't seen them have before by Maria Takeuchi, woman who sang Plastic Love, married to Tatsuro Yamashita. She's got a few things. Yep. She's got a few things here and there, and I've been meaning to get into more of her back catalog, and I grabbed this one, which on the back has what is clearly an outtake of that iconic her in a tuxedo shirt right, photo. Yes. By the way, interesting story about that. That video... Okay. Of Plastic Love. Yeah. I saw a YouTube video about this. Maybe I'll throw a link to it somewhere because it was actually kind of interesting. Um, 
So if you're into City Pop, basically, in one of those weird YouTube flukes, this video of Maria Takeuchi, her song, it's not even of her, it's just a still image of her in the tuxedo shirt. Yeah. Um, just with the audio of Plastic Love. This one specifically from a YouTube user named Plastic Lover. Yeah. Like, went on everybody's related. No matter if it was like, the algorithm just put it on everybody's shit. Oh. Similar to like, I get a video called about a wrestler, like a very minor wrestler dissing another wrestler. Mm -hmm. It says like, you know, Simon Gotch buries Enzo Amore. Always shows up on my YouTube related. Oh, crap. And I thought it was just because I watch wrestling shit. Yeah. But this video I was watching about the Plastic Love video, he called that one out specifically. It's like, sometimes this just happens, whether it's blah, 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 or Simon Gotch buries Enzo Amore. I'm like, oh. So obviously I would have looked for Plastic Love on my own, but for a lot of people, it just was there. Oh. It's like, oh, an attractive looking Japanese woman in a tuxedo t-shirt looking fancy free. What's that? You click on it. It's this amazing song. And suddenly this video has like 50 million views. That's amazing. That video has since been taken down. Right. Not from the record company, from the photographer. Seriously. The photographer filed a uh, a copyright claim on it because he thought it was like the 40th anniversary of Maria's career. Yeah. He thought maybe he could get the fans on his side to like, he, he was like kind of an intern. He never really got paid well for it and he kind of wanted to get some shit from the label so he thought he could get the fans on his side you are clearly a grandpa who does not know how the internet works no no you do not internet people really love it when you take things when you're the reason things go away from the internet the second you stop the free flow of information it really makes you a hero in the eyes of the internet oh dear so yeah that video's gone now but it doesn't matter anyway i see at cosmos this takeuchi record and it has a different photo of her in a tuxedo shirt um I'm like, oh, it's from that era. Right. And I listen to it, and the songs are kind of bangers. And it was 40 bucks, which is cheap for Cosmos. But yeah. I, I hold it up, and I'm like, hey, Isa, is this cheaper over there? And he goes, yeah, don't buy that here. Oh, shit. We are officially. Don't don't air his ass out if anybody listens to this. But, like, Isa will not let me buy records at Cosmos anymore. Because he knows you're trying to go to Japan. He does. This is officially Two weeks now where I've gone in and I've picked something up and gone, ah, he's like, just get over there, man. He's like, yes, Jordan. Listen, you can take that bass out of your voice because I'm not even doing much. I had one week with extra money. No, no, there's no such thing as extra money. There is extra money. No, it goes into the Japan fund. It's extra money. There's no extra money. I'm going to Japan. Yeah. And then when you get there, how are you going to eat with no money? What am I going to eat? I'm literally going to the company every day. Yeah, it still takes money. It's like $3. How are you going to buy records in Japan if you have no money for records in Japan? I'm going to have money for records in Japan. No, you're not. I already not. have the money no, for a flight. You're just, Everything right now is just gravy. And I'm going to see you next week. And we're going to figure it out. So you can just take <laughs> all of that and put it over there because there's no room for it here. Yeah, because your Damn, records are slowly encroaching on the room here. You're buying them, taking up room. Am I still allowed to get shelves? What do you want? Do you want the records in a, in a better situation with shelves? That takes money. That's Japan money. It's going to take a lot of money. Or I've priced that out. Or you could just like not buy any more records until you go to Japan. You're a monster. <laughs> so record store day was fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you had a good time. And it was gorgeous yesterday. It was. I know we haven't given you your weather talk yet today, friends, because it was gorgeous yesterday, and today is a fucking no, nightmare. No, this is this is bullshit. Every fucking year I go, April, 
ugh, I hate April because you never know what you're going to get. One day it's like 15 degrees. One day it's below zero and you have hail. And people are like, what are you talking about? Oh, no, it springs here. It's so nice in April. No, it's not. We don't live in California. We don't live in South Carolina. It's not nice in April. It's bullshit in April. And you should know and everyone should be packing an umbrella, extra socks, and another sweater. And for God's sakes, a scarf so you can protect your golden triangle. This is, or you might get a throat infection. <laughs> I, I knew I knew she was going to come to that. It was like I went out to buy snacks and couldn't tell it was raining and just had like a bulky sweater on and no jacket. And it was like, it, it's really fucky weather out there right now. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's April. The rain was like going sideways and it wasn't even like rain. It was like that really fine rain that like cuts your face. Like, yeah, I'm so excited to go home in it. I told you to get an Uber. Um, so yeah, but yesterday was fucking magical. Yeah. It was delightful yesterday. Mm-hmm. We had doors open. Mm-hmm. We're installing a floor. It's great. Uh, Leah the Brazilian also likes uh, making fun of influ- hashtag influencer life. Oh, God. Like when she sees, like, <laughs> I said, it's gorgeous in Toronto today. You're going to see a lot of that. Like we walked by. She didn't know Graffiti Alley was a thing. Really? No. So we like walked by the one gap going on to Queen Street and mm-hmm. there's like so much selfie taking happening. Oh, oh, what about the guy who? I don't know where exactly it is. Oh. Friends, if you've ever, if you ever, if you want a good LARF, uh, go on Instagram to, what is it? At touched by a white girl. Yeah, I think that's it. I think. It's uh, run by a guy who lives across the street from some angel wing graffiti and offers running commentary on all the would-be influencers who stop to take, uh, you know, meaningful selfies. It's amazing. With the, uh, he, he critiques their posing philosophies and, yep. and uh, conjures backstories for them. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, a lot of that. A lot of, like, you know, dudes with DSLRs. And- I feel like Toronto is just... Like, it's so beyond right now with all of that, with all the influencer stuff. Like, anytime I come to Toronto now in the summer, it's insane. There's just people causing traffic accidents. There's just, it's ridiculous. Um, Hamilton's not as bad because it's basically poor people and old people and smatterings of the in-between. The wide open market, kids. So, I'm not telling you to come to Hamilton and start taking selfies. Start taking them. Start taking them graffiti poses. Now. Good old meaningful. If you live in Hamilton. Hashtag blessed. It's the Torontonians are coming. Oh, God. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Well, you had some stuff, but I think I think we got to take a break and then we <laughs> talk about the things we brought each other. I think it's probably, probably a thing we should I do. I mean, the back half is not going to be as full as the front half because we watched these things like a million years I ago now. I do not remember anything about them. I do remember some things, and I have some points, but, like... I don't remember about, I don't remember nothing about the thing I gave her. I think I was, like, so pressed to, like, give her something. I was like, well, that was pretty good. Here, watch that. So, it's going to be interesting, guys. We're going to talk about that when we get back. Hey 
Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. This is the part of the show where Kate and I talk about the things we brought each other. But before we do that, we have rules. We do. The first one being the rule of three. That is, if a thing comes in parts or episodes, we will consume, watch, read three of them so the thing gets a chance to become the thing it's trying to be. Yeah. The second rule is, hashtag save it for the pod. Don't talk about the thing. Before we're sitting in front of these microphones. Just don't, I mean, yeah, when we're sitting in front of the microphones, talk about the thing. That'd be kind of a weird show if it was like... Just silence? Watch this. Yeah. Though I'm sure there'd be someone into it. Heavy breathing, that kind of thing. You know. MS, what is it called? SMR? ASMR. ASMR. She's weird. People are into it are weird. I think it's fine. I, um, just, it doesn't do anything for me, but for those people who get the goosebumps... All the power to you. I have tried to find the clinical, like, discussion of my thing, which is, like, literally sends me into a white rage. I think I've mentioned this before, but, like... Which thing? Whispering, whispering on a microphone. Like, even just doing it myself. <laughs> I want to, like, punch find yourself? somebody to punch. I don't want to punch Caitlin because I yeah. love her, but, like, I want to find someone else to punch. But, yes, punch myself. Yeah. I just... It literally, like... Drives you nuts. To the other end. Right. It's not a mild reaction. Like, it infuriates me. I just... Rage-inducing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Fun. We learn new things every day about each other. Um, the third rule is, it's not really a rule, it's more of a policy, is that there will be spoilers. Yes. Um, in one case, there will. it is pretty spoilery, so if you don't want to know anything about it, you should leave. I mean, in a nice way, like, I'm protecting you. And don't, don't use the hiatus to, like, what? soften your usual... Oh, tell them to get the fuck out? Yes. Yeah, no, I feel that in my core, but... <laughs> I'm also trying to protect them from themselves. I mean, protect them from us. <laughs> protect them from us and themselves. And themselves. If I was protecting them from themselves, I'd just be like, you need to just let it go. Yeah. I mean, I might give you a pass on this one. Yeah. It is pretty spoilery. Um, so, yeah. Let's get started. We are going to start with the thing that I brought Jordan. Yes. Which is Russian Doll, which is the thing that is spoilery, or that we will spoil, so if you don't want... To know anything about it, really, you should leave now. We love you, but we'll see you later. It's fine. Just come back for the end bit. It's going to be funny. Anyways, <laughs> well, I mean, I hope the tag is going to be funny. We'll find something funny. Yeah. Um, the premise of Russian Doll, which uh, was a Netflix original series, is, uh, is that it follows a woman named Nadia on her journey as the guest of honor at a seemingly inescapable party one night in New York City. She dies repeatedly, always restarting at the same moment at the party as she tries to figure out what is happening to her. Eventually, she does come across another individual who is going through the same, um, what would you call it, predicament? Yeah, yeah predicament's <laughs> predicament. good, yes. Um, and the story does evolve from there. Things start to happen where um, things start to disappear, the moments they start to change the world starts to change as they go through it um and they she also explores sort of like the threshold of what's going on um no matter what her and this other person who's oh god i can't remember his name it's alan or adam or something like that let's just see let's see if i can find it he does not show up until the third episode third or fourth uh, Alan. 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 I got it. You might want to cut that bit out. Alan, um, who's going through the same predicament as she is, they both, no matter what, die at the same time. Yes. And we, they both restarted the exact same moment where they started before. Um, 
they both sort of go through their own journeys. Um, it's a very complicated, it's, it's not very episodic, if that makes any sense. Like, it's not like there is a specific beginning and end to each episode. They kind of merge together. I don't know if you feel that way. Yeah, I guess. Like, can you remember what happens in, like, the second episode no. versus the fifth episode? No. Yeah. Um, I like that you're assuming I watched the, watch the whole thing. <laughs> well, it's hard not to. I, at least I found that. Um, I found it very addictive. I loved this show. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I briefly want to talk about the creators of the show because I was surprised when I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, The creators are Natasha I never know how to say her last name. Leon. Leon, who stars in the series as um, Nadia. Nadia. And Leslie Headland, who wrote uh, The Bachelorette. Oh, no. What's it? Is that movie? You're a mess today. With all that. I'm normal. This is, <laughs> it is The Bachelorette. Let's, let's face it. You just haven't seen me in a long time. Um, and Amy Poehler. Yes. All three of these ladies um, created the show fantastic um so jordan what did you think um so Caitlin assumed i watched it all i didn't watch it all because of any compelling need really Mm -hmm. um you didn't want to know what happened time initially kind of forced me to only watch three and then we canceled the recording so i went back to it Mm -hmm. not even immediately it was like later in the week i went back and watched it all uh that's eight episodes i think that's right yep Smooth 25 minutes per. Right? Love it. Love it. Love it. Everyone learn from that lesson. <laughs> you should be able to t- really, like, 45 minutes max. And I mean, at the same time, while pointing out that it's like, we're talking about a, uh, basically a four-hour movie. Broken yeah. up into half-hour installments. Yeah. Um, here is the thing. Natasha Leone has been playing one character for 20 years. Yeah. You got to like that character. You got to be able to hang with it. Yeah. I don't always like that character. Right. So but... sometimes there were other things in the show that kept me going. Aww. But the Natasha Leone-ness of Natasha Leone yeah. is like, you're doing something awful. Hey, but am I doing something awful or is this just, you know, the way the world is type of thing? Hey, I'm going to steal your couch and I'm leaving. Like... The character, um, you can like the character, but it's like not that far from Nikki on Orange Is the New Black, and it's not that far. She plays; no. she always plays these kind of like narcissistic. Al Pacino plays the same self- character in every movie. <laughs> it's just Al Pacino. She deserves a vehicle like this. Yes, she has. She's overdue for a vehicle like this. But this is a very New York type of show. Yes. Um. How New York a type of show is it when Chloe Savini turns up halfway through in flashback as her mother? Yeah. You go, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is the exact show that Chloe, the role Chloe Savini was born to play. <laughs> she eats a lot of watermelon. <laughs> it's Natasha Leone's mother. Um, I admit there may have been a little phone flicking in the first few episodes. Yeah. But when it, the phone flicking was due more to the like exasperation with that type of character where it's like come and hang out ex-boyfriend maybe not hang out ex-boyfriend she's just kind of be an awful type of thing and listen and she's in all her character is awful and i love you know i love breaking bad and that's about a terrible person too so i mean women are allowed to be terrible people too um but yes we are (laughs) yeah piece of garbage (laughs) 
but when it started getting when people started disappearing and there were these like it turns into a horror movie by the yeah, end like I, I think alan was a great addition because i don't know if the show would have just worked as eight hours of um oh that thing groundhog day yeah. <laughs> i was like that thing where the animal comes out of the ground groundhog like, day that that was your <laughs> that was your route to that yeah. The animal, not, yeah. the, not the repeating days thing? No, I just, you know, I wanted the name of that day. That Anyways, day. I think if it had been just eight hours of of her, I, I think what the show is trying to do is talk about trying to become a better person and grow through experiences and how they can help each other. That's what it comes. Yes. That's what the moral of the show is about, is helping each other. Um and so I think the addition of Alan, he's a great character. He has t- so many issues. Um, yeah, basically they're both people with a lot of issues. She yeah. was, do we even know how her mom died? Was that even given away or was it? No, I think. It's, She's yeah. carrying a ton of baggage about yeah. about her mother and her mother's passing. Um, and she blames herself for her mother's death because I guess at one point she requested to a social worker or a judge or somebody that she wanted to live with her therapist. Yeah. With a family therapist instead of instead of her mother, because um, her mother needs a lot of watermelons and smashes windows and is very volatile. She she's, for lack of a better word, crazy. <laughs> she she has a very serious mental health issues and is not seeking the appropriate no. care for that. Um, and not where a child is involved. And Alan suffers from a very severe case of, and this is not. You know, I'm not using it colloquially like yeah. OCD, like he's yeah has a lot of, you know, cleanliness issues and things like that. And he's been with this woman for a long time who he has driven away with his behavior. Yeah. And very controlling behavior as well. Yes. And as he prepares to go and propose to her, he finds out that she's been cheating on him with a dude who's at Natasha's, Natasha, yes. Nadia. Nadia's, Nadia's, <laughs> uh, see, Nadia's. Na- at Nadia's party. Um. So it's about both of them kind of coming to terms through these repeated days yeah. uh, with those parts of their lives. Um, and as they find each other and try to help each other figure out why this is happening and trying to solve things like why why people are disappearing versus then yep. um, when they come back. Why, fuck, why did they come back? I think they moved past certain things. Yeah, I think they, yeah, she resolved some stuff with her. Mm-hmm. Like, she starts seeing her younger self. Like, it really does flip to a horror movie by about the two-thirds through. Well, I also think, though, there was a turning point. So there's a couple turning points. One was when she discovers Alan is going through the same things. Another is um, when her therapist kills her by accident. Right. And the face she can, as she's dying, she sees the face of her therapist, who loves her more than anybody else in the world, um, is horrified that she's done this. She thought she was a burglar who was breaking and entering. She didn't realize it was Nadia. Um, I think that moves her to to be better, to try and change. So there's mm. like a couple of different things. Right, because she has this realization that pe- she's leaving people grieving every time, yeah. every time she dies. And that there are like these eight universes where... You know, whatever her name is, Ruth. Yeah, Ruth is like mourning her. Yeah, you know, eight different times. Um, and then it pulls off one last trick by the end of it, which I thought was genius. Which was when they've really kind of sorted things out and they reboot one last time. They're in 
different timelines. Yes. Um, and the Nadia who knows Alan and the Alan who knows Nadia are both separated. separated in different worlds where Nadia does not know Alan and vice versa. So now you have them each trying to convince basically a stranger mm-hmm. that they know them and they want to help them and they care about them type of thing. Yeah, it's these people becoming like best friends who've seen them at their worst, all of a sudden not having them in their lives anymore. Yes. Um, and while there is, you know, I mean, they do bone at one point, um, yeah, but, that, but that's just kind of, that's just kind of what Nadia does. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if, you know, if it's necessarily a romance, it's always, oh, it's not a romance. struck me more as a friendship than a yeah. romance type of thing. But, um, yes, watching, especially the Nadia character, cause when she, when she meets Alan the first time, or when she bumps into him, it's at this convenience store where he is like full on drunk and like about to kill himself. Yeah. And her side of things where she's basically trying, as a total stranger, trying to, like, tail him and keep him from killing himself, mm-hmm. um, I thought was just an awesome an awesome sequence. Uh, ends in a weird spot. Yeah. <laughs> ends in a real New York kind of spot. Yeah. There's some parade. Where a parade of hobos puts, <laughs> puts on some animal masks and... Yeah. Uh, Hops along and they all skip in the parade and everything's great. And I don't, apparently there's a second season. I don't know what the hell's going to happen there. I don't know I don't that's needed. I don't know if it's going to be different people or... Yeah, maybe. I don't know that you really need it. I mean, we still really didn't get any answers to why this happened in the first place. But in, like, in the in Groundhog Day, there was never any answer as to why it happened. You know? Yeah. I thought, I thought a witch. I thought there was a witch. There was no witch! <laughs> there wasn't a witch? There absolutely was not I a witch. I thought there was a witch. Hey, I haven't seen Groundhog Day from beginning to end. Oh, you shouldn't have said that to me. Next Groundhog Damn, Day. son. Groundhog Day and coming to America. Come back for that one. <laughs> 80s classics. Okay, well, kick punches, Jordan. Kick punches. Had I gone with just the three, yep. probably would have been about a seven. Yep. But having seen the whole thing, uh-huh. I'm giving it an eight. Woo! So, I mean, amend it. Take, make of that what you will, friends, if you are very much... You should only look at the first three episodes. Meh. Then I don't think so. I don't think they are like that. We're and also, pretty flexible. It's it's a half hour per. So I mean, yeah. if you're wasting away your night on your couch anyway, you're probably gonna just keep letting it roll. Yeah, and are, then Netflix is going to shame you. <laughs> are you still watching Russia? Yes, Netflix. Yes, I am. I am still watching it. Yeah, it's my tenth episode of Forensic Files. What is your problem? Well, that that's another issue. You know what? gets me through my day <laughs> all right moving on moving on kind of pulled this one out of my ass it, yeah it's a very weird sometimes things line up magically for us not so much this week not so much this week they're both on netflix yeah they're both about uh oh oh multiple deaths jesus christ they're oh, both about multiple well, deaths <laughs> literal and figurative so this is a thing i knew was when it first hit, mm-hmm. I knew people in my life who were like, oh, my God, it's so good. And I knew I was going to get to it at some point and actually came to it from a back words sort of way. So this is a documentary on Netflix called The Two Killings of Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. The soul singer, Sam Cooke. Um, singer of The Change Is Gonna Come, Twisting the Night Away, things like that. 60s sort of uh, soul singer. And what I did not realize is that it's actually called Remastered Colon, The Two Killings of Sam Cooke. 
apparently right. remastered is a series of music documentaries that Ooh. Netflix is going to do. And I ended up watching one a, a, another remaster before I went back to this one. And the second one I watched was actually kind of bad. So oh. I wanted one oh. to like cleanse the palate. Um no, there's one on there about the um the Miami Show Band Massacre. Okay. Remastered Colin the Miami Show Band Massacre, which was about this um basically kind of like a cover band in Ireland. Okay. Who like 90% of the members were killed like in a like they were in Northern Ireland. Oh. And they should have been untouchable because they were so popular at the time. Like right. they were the big they're essentially cover bands. Right. There were show bands all over, but the the Miami was like the like most popular like they're like the Beatles of Ireland. Right. Um and they played a show in Northern Ireland and there was like a traffic stop and like a bomb got planted in their car and like you know there were like nine of them in the band and six of them got killed. Oh my type God. of thing. Um and then it's basically about the efforts of basically one dude right. in the band who's never really been able to let it go to try and, you know, figure out why this happened. And I mean if you know nothing about Ireland and the troubles best euphemism <laughs> for thirty years of Violence, civil war conflict. Yeah. Um, bloodshed it's interesting for that but i didn't really find it super compelling as like a doc it seemed like a new special it seemed like something you'd watch on 2020 not like a netflix documentary this one i thought seemed more in like the documentary mode because you know you see like quincy jones and Smokey robinson and people like that they talk to people like they contextualize it and i have loved sam cook for a long time i've always said he was one of you know i think he's got one of the most perfect voices in the world just as a singer like one of the best singers who ever was and i knew a little bit about his life but not a ton i Mm -hmm. knew he was i just kind of had this vague idea of like he was killed basically young for Mm -hmm. like messing around with a white woman or a or outside his race right he was messing about and he was killed young for that and but i did not know how he was basically like forming a black owned record label and like was getting a lot of power in the industry type of right. thing. I did not know he was making any of those sorts of moves. So that stuff was really interesting. Um, and his allegiances with like, not, a, not even necessarily allegiances, but like he would be seen and talking with like, you know, Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X and, you know, mm. all these like early sixties icons of black power. And that probably put a target on his back to some extent. So mm-hmm. anyway, I don't want to just recap everything without getting Caitlin's opinion. Caitlin, did you know anything about Sam Cooke, his life, his work, his music, any of that? Um, this is really ties into the movie and what they're talking about. I had no idea who Sam Cooke was. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like ashamed. Like there's so much shame of just how did I not know who this person was? And then I'm like, oh, yes, that's because they tried to erase him off the face of the universe. Right. <laughs> um, hence the second death. Yes. Not just his physical death, but his actual, like, his work yeah. and his legacy. Um, so I'm, and the whole time this documentary is playing, I'm like, how did I not know who this person was? Why have I never seen footage? Why have I never, like, so, of course, a handful of the songs. I'm like, oh, my God, I I know that song. had no idea it was Sam Cooke or who he was or what he had done. Um Great documentary. So fill me in because I really don't remember a lot of what. <laughs> uh, most of the documentary is talking about his, a little bit about his early life and his career. And um, they talk about the shift in his career from doing very like pop type 
pieces that were well received by white and black audiences to a shift in songs and um, craft that was more about civil rights and changing things. Um, yeah, he wanted to do more of yes. that thing. And hence the, you know, wanting to create a black-owned record company. Um, and there were lots of other things he was working on. Um, the third act, I suppose you could call it, which is talking about his death, was very messy. Mm. It wasn't very well laid out. I wanted a... I wanted... Not forensic files, but <laughs> I wanted a more like... These are the theories. These are all what gives credence to these theories. I wanted to know about the botched investigation into his death, right? Mm. I wanted to know. They made reference to these riots um, and that, like, probably his death and the the how poorly they handled it had a lot to do with them. I, I didn't know anything about that. I wanted to know more about that. Um, they kind of... They didn't speed past it, but I found that they just kind of like whipped by all of this stuff I wanted to know about his his death and and who could have been involved and like they touched them all, but they didn't really go in, into them because they had an FBI on file on them too, didn't they? Yeah, or, I mean, everybody had an FBI file on them back yeah. then. If you were black and loud, there was an FBI file. There was the mob. There was um, oh the, right, because the mob was always tied to the music business, yeah, and he was, was trying like, to get out of that. There was like a third one I can't remember, and I just I don't know. I just wanted more of an exploration of that, and they do talk a lot about the botched investigation into his death because it was very suspicious. Um, I wanted to know more about that. Um, anyways, so that was kind of frustrating, but learning about um, his life and his career was fantastic. That was really interesting. And I wanted to know, like they touched on how he had this song and this album, basically, um, this live in, I can't remember what it was, but it was basically he had a live in some white person music hall. Right, right. Um, and then there was another record that was released like six years after his death. Um, and they want to know, like, why was that released so late? What were they trying to, you know, stop exactly? Mm. Um, uh, one of his most well-known songs was not really... You know, they removed a verse in it. Right. Um, and then, like, I, I kind of want to know more about that stuff. Um, I also wanted to learn more about, you know, the after effect. Why don't I know who Sam Cooke is? <laughs> Why? He's, he was huge. He was massive. How have I not heard about this person before? And I'm not, you know, super into music from that age, but I know more than a lot of people and I still have never come across him. So that was all very, very interesting. But I would have liked to know more. I felt like it did a good job of getting elements of his, like, what made him exceptional across. Like, I think yes. they spent a lot of time talking about his voice and how he used his voice. Mm -hmm. I think they call it the flutter. Like, he had this way of yeah. going like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, he had this whoa, whoa type thing that he would do. Mm -hmm. um, that he would just make notes, like, dance yeah. when he sang. And he had a real, like, kind of raspy mm -hmm. voice and, like... How about your Spotify and get some Sam Cooke in your life because it's it's gonna make you feel good. It is gonna make you feel good, and yeah, even knowing somewhere around here, I have a postcard of like Sam Cooke, just like really posing. Like, yeah, oh. my, my, a girlfriend bought it for me once because she knew it was just like 
I just dug him. I dug, I dug, I dug his swag, as he it were. But as it turns out from this documentary, he was swaggier than even I even I knew. Right? He was um, hanging out with Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. Like, yes. Jesus Christ. Um, and whoever that football player was, who I can't remember. Oh, I think it was Jim Brown. Anyway. I think it was Jim Brown. Um, and even just how he, like, didn't want to play the Chitlin circuit. And yeah. he was like, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to play, you know, the white theaters or how he would like demand integration of his audiences and mm-hmm. think and things like that. Early sixties, ballsy moves. Yeah. It turns out Sam Cooke was more of the, more of the man than even I, even I realized at the time, but, and I, I, the clo- there was a closing segment. I think the song Caitlin mentioned where like things were removed on the like initial releases and stuff is called uh change is going to come. It's like an icon, iconic song of the civil rights movement type mm-hmm. of thing. And I think there's a moment at the end where like people are talking about the lyrics of the song and what the song means and, we're still waiting for yeah <laughs> still, still waiting for that change and it's still it still ain't really there yeah um and how the song is still how he wrote something that is like you know 60 years later still as resonant as it was when he wrote it and if that ain't the sign of a great artist i don't know what is so educational for katie mac very much so i love getting educational uh stuff about music how does that rank on a kick punch scale? Uh, kick punches, it's a seven. There you go. It was educational, but messy in some points. <laughs> and I wanted to learn, learn more about certain things. And it almost felt rushed at the end. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where it's deducted some kick punches. But, yeah, seven. Check it out. I love me good good music documentary content. So, I mean, if Netflix is going to... Don't we all? Don't we all? Right. Well, friends... It's a beefy one. I'm sorry, but don't apologize. They're happy. Like it's been like a month since you've got an episode, so yeah, it's ridiculous. Extra beefy. (laughs) (laughs) But now we're gonna go uh, partake in some. I believe it's time for uh, snacks. Charcuterie trio. (laughs) Yes, what I bought. It's exactly what you bought. Make some sandwiches up in here before we settle back in in front of these microphones, right here, and give you another episode. So you're well covered. While Katie Matt goes on her vacation. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm abandoning you. <laughs> Friends, thank you so much for joining us. You can get at us on any social at GeekdownPod or email us geekdownpod at gmail.com. We will be back with you next week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we will have you listen to us next week. <laughs> also remember, don't don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you for buying my ass snacks. Yes. Always delivering ass snacks. (laughs) My ass is very appreciative. (laughs) It doesn't need to get any bigger, but... The gaping maw of your ass. (laughs) 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 (laughs